your good friend, A.A. Ron. <clears throat> Hope y'all are doing well. I know it's been a minute since I last did a recording. It's, uh, what is today? Today is December 13th, 2023. Sitting there charging this car. Man, so many stories, so many stories I could share, but I am half asleep. And we're just going to just read through this and talk. One second, one second, y'all. I need to look something up. Need to look something up. Need to look something up. There you go. Shout out to Miss Lauren. A new listener. Even though she said she's going to go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, that's a lot of recordings. <laughs> she has no clue what she just signed up for. She actually listens to everything from the beginning. I'm going to be shocked. All right. Matthew 26, KJV, Death of Jesus. Death of Jesus. I'm going to start it off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful, amazing day. Thank you that you... Ooh. 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 75 verses, Lord. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this before the... Oh, we should be able to. No, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Thank you for surrounding us with your angels, allowing us to see another day. Pray as we read this word, that it will speak to our hearts and our minds. Help us to grow in our faith and draw closer and closer to you and be able to love others. Help us to know how much you love us so that we can show that same love, if not more, to others. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen. All right, Matthew 26, KJV, the death of Jesus. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. Caiaphas. And consulted that they might take Jesus by subtly and kill him. But they said not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Smart thinking, y'all. Anointing at Bethany. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. Interesting, there's Simon Peter. You know, one of the disciples, there's Simon, that one dude, who, the black dude who carried the cross of Jesus. And here is another Simon, Simon, leper, the leper. There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, 
they had indignation saying to what purpose is this waste why are you wasting all that oil it's the good stuff it's an expensive hundred dollar perfume That was a good one. Verse 9. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Interesting words that they use. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For is in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. She had no clue. All of us are going to be reading about her. We don't even know who she is. We just know she's a woman with an alabaster box. She don't have no name. It just says we just she's just known as the woman with the alabaster box. Uh, once I think I've said this before, it'd be cool to do a whole pod where or a series of pod recordings where all I do is talk about the nameless people in the Bible. They'd be having the coolest stories. Like John chapter eight. We don't know that woman's name, the woman that was about to be stoned. Uh, the woman at the well, I don't think we know her name. She's just known as the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman at the well. Don't know her name. The woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. We don't know her name. But you don't know my name. It feels like... Ooh, 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 ooh. But you don't know my name. I think Alicia Keys would be proud. But do 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 do. It feels like ooh 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 ooh. ooh. Can I think of one other person that doesn't have a name in the Bible? Uh, but they're very famous. What about the boys? That were the boy that had the two loaves, the five loaves and the two fish. <sighs> the thief on the cross. We don't know his name. It'd be funny if he had like a like a just a ordinary or a hood name like Roscoe or something like or. Um, Tyrone. Tyrone, the thief. On the, why did I say Tyrone? That, that connotates that Tyrone was a brother. And which also connotates that all brothers are thieves. Which is a stereotype. When there's a lot of thieves of many different colors. Anyway, alright. I See, I started talking crazy when I'm sleepy. All right, the betrayal, verse 14. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me? 
Oh, side note. I had some difficult some difficulties loading up this pod onto uh the music platforms. They uh they like we don't mix pod. Like, yeah, this violates our posting rules. You can't put a podcast on here, so yeah. Now I'm testing out where I'm reading. I read uh, this Psalm chapter one, KJV, and I read it acapella, acapella, just vocally. And then I did one with background music. And we'll see if they accept it. And if they do, voila, here we come. Stop. Drop. Alright, the betrayal. Then one of the twelve recalled I don't know why that random DMX song popped in my head. Uh, Alright, the betrayal. Verse fourteen. Then one of the twelve called Judas's carrier went unto the chief priests and said un- and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver, and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. I think we already like exhausted that whole significance of 30 pieces of silver. Y'all can, I can't remember which recording I did that talked about it, but some people believe uh, 30 pieces of silver could have been like a few months of wages at the most about a year worth of wages about so you're talking about like maybe 20 30 grand in modern day money somewhere around there or less than that some people estimate it could have been like a few months like three to five grand in today's money either way it was the amount of 30 pieces of silver it wasn't even 30 pieces of gold it was 30 pieces of silver that don't even like to betray Jesus, the savior of the world, dude. I mean, come on, Judas. But once again, I've said this multiple times, though it's important when you read the Bible to put yourself in the shoes of these people and realize how much you are just like these folks, how much of these folks like the Pharisees, how much you like the Pharisees, how much you have the heart of the children of Israel, and how much are you like people like Judas? All right, verse 16. And from that time, he saw opportunity to betray him. All right, the Last Supper. Verse 17. Now, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare Come on, yawns. I'm trying to read. The yawns, boy, the yawns. The yawns got me. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? I'm struggling, y'all. I've been looking in the mirror lately. And all this junk I've been eating. I haven't been eating very well. My buddy Gabriel has pointed that out. He's always asking, what are you eating, man? Are you eating okay? I feel like my face is getting fat. 
freaking chibi, chibi, chibi. Oh, well. Somebody will like this chubby face. Uh, nice and plump. Oh. Man, it's dangerous. My Uber passenger, Rebu passenger. I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. Lauren, I was very attracted to her today, but she has a boyfriend. Oh, man, she's a masseuse. That would be interesting to date a masseuse cause, uh, or be married to a masseuse because, like, one... She has male clients, <laughs> so that could get tricky, because she already said she was dealing with that with her uh, current um, boyfriend. He, For the first time, he dropped her off to a male client, and at first he was like a little weird, leery about it. Anyway, um... But he was supposed to actually pick her up, too. But he was busy working or whatever. And that'd be hilarious. No, that wouldn't be hilarious. What's wild is if I was, like, savage like that, I'm not that way. But if I was, like, I don't even know if I, like... I probably don't have that kind of pull. But, like, there's dudes out there who do have that kind of pull. And he could have messed around and got his girl taken away. <laughs> oh, man, some other dude talk a good game. And before he know it, his girl, his girl is gone to the Raybu driver. <laughs> uh, I ain't that kind of dude, though. But uh, it's just funny because he was supposed to pick her up. And it was crazy. He was so worried about his girl. See, now I'm getting messy. He was so worried about his girl, though, like, being with this dude that she was giving a massage for. Yeah. But he didn't come pick her up. <laughs> it's just funny. Guys are funny, man. Um, we be, we be, we be tripping. We be tripping. We got to. Like, when it's time for me to get married again, I ain't ever let my girl pump no gas. Because that's what them do in both. Not to say that I'm, like, insecure or anything, but you got to watch out for your lady. There's always some vulture trying to swoop in. She ain't going to pump no gas. She ain't charging her car. None of that. <laughs> if it's a luxury car. Anyway. But, um, where's I going with all that? It's interesting. It would be interesting to date somebody who's a masseuse. Like, would she even want to do a massage? Like, later on, since she does that all day long. Anyway, um, all right, where was I, y'all? All right, the Last Supper. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. Interesting. They just went up to some random man. Yeah, who was this man that they ate at? I always thought it was like one of the disciples' houses, but it's some dude. He said, "Go into the city to to the city to such a man, 
And say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house to my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Like, who is this dude? These are the things we like kind of gloss over when we're reading scripture. Who is this dude that had the gift of hospitality and and had the heart to be like, yeah, sure, come on over. I'm ready. Let's make the and what did he cook? He makes some fried chicken greens and macaroni and cheese and succotash. All right, verse 20. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did, he, he said, Verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Arr. Verse 22. And they were exceedingly, exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. But Jesus like, I ain't pointing no elbows. <laughs> Oh man, I yeah. <laughs> I just would love to be minute. Well, I kind of it would be interesting to that. I hate when people say the phrase "fly on the wall." Like, why would you want to be a fly in the first place? And flies don't even have ears. I, I think they blind too. I don't know. Uh anyway, um. If I were um, like one of the the waitresses, like what do they call them? Maid, maid. I wonder. If, I'm sure old dude had this dude had a house servant or something like that. Yeah, one of the house servants, or oh, one of the butlers, been listening in to see why and just watching this whole thing go down. And I'm sure Peter like probably pumped his fist on the table like, "What? Who's gonna betray you? It ain't me." <laughs> Anyway, all right. Verse 24, the son of man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for them, that man that he had not been born. I wonder, is there any chance that Judah got a chance to repent and still make it to heaven? Like, will we see Judas in heaven? A lot of people don't believe. They believe he's not. They believe he's in hell. I don't know. I'm not God. Verse 25. And then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, it is I. He said unto him, Thou hast said. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup. This is what they read at communion. And he took the cup and gave thanks. Now, that's what's confusing because... Apparently not one of Jesus's bones is broken because it was like it was um, prophesied that it wasn't supposed to have his body broken. But I always was confused because when they read that scripture at church, they always say Jesus took the bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. He was tearing it. It's confusing because I've heard people say in communion like this is his body broken for us. It's like, no, technically his body wasn't broken. There's a scripture that said none of his bones would be broken. Man, see, now I got to look it up. None of his bones. I wonder why that is, too. 
I think yeah, I think this is it right here. John nineteen thirty six. Yeah, John nineteen thirty six. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled, not one of his bones would be broken. So it's confusing, like, why do they say this is his body which was broken for us? No, his body wasn't broken for us. He was beaten. I don't know. This can get confusing, though, when, I don't know, this is a little bit too deep of a topic. These are the little things I notice, though. It's kind of like when you're watching a movie, and it's like a little, and it's like a little off. That's probably not the best example because it's not the Bible that's off. It's the people that there's so many scriptures that are misquoted and misinterpreted and mis yeah taken out of context. Anyway, to fit a certain narrative. All right, take eat. This is my body. Verse twenty seven. He took the cup. Just have fun with that, y'all. Go do some research. Look up John nineteen thirty six and compare it to this and. That would be a good got question to the um, core Christianity question to call in. Verse 27, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, drink. What just happened? I lost my spot. All right, where was I? Here we go. Verse 27, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Hmm. We're going to have a whole banquet in heaven. And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men should be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Not once, not twice, not three, not, yeah, not once, not twice, three times, homie. Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples, they're like, yeah, us too, we ain't gonna deny you. Even though none of y'all showed up at the cross. Arrest and trial. And then cometh Jesus, only ladies did. And then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane or Gethsemane. 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 I like Gethsemane. G-Mane. Place called G-Mane. And saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Heavy, heavy. You just a little bit too heavy for me. I think that's from Dream Girls. Verse 38. I saw that a long time ago and I can't unwatch what I saw. I don't remember hardly anything from Dream Girls except that one scene. 
heavy, heavy. You're just a little bit too heavy for me. Yeah. Verse 38. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even the unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. This is one of the most human moments that we see with Jesus. In most vulnerable times of Jesus, like the agony of like preparing to die in a gruesome way. <sighs> Verse 40, and he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. Of course. <clears throat> oh yeah, but that phrase right before that little not my will, but your will be done. That's one of the most powerful phrases. Something we should pray technically every day, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. Because there's, if we knew, there's, there's, there's going to be some days where, or that are just a hot mess. And God knows how they're going to play out. Like, and it's like sometimes, and he knows like when it's time for us to check up out of here. And how we're going to check up out of here. And if we were if we were to see those like ahead of time, a lot of us wouldn't want to like go with you with that day. We just want to go stay in bed. Yeah, just sleep or try to avoid it. And it's like, nope, not thy will, not my will, but your will be done. Um. Anyway. Verse 40, he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, what could ye not watch with me one hour? Yep, that'd be me. I'm so, I relate to Peter so much. I love to sleep. It's not so much that I love to sleep. Okay, I love to sleep. But it's like more of like, I feel like I need a lot of sleep. And I basically got to recharge my battery, you know, um, consistently. Just like I'm like one of these Chevy bolts, you know, I got to recharge. Um, and also sleep is like a good, the great fast forward button, you know, when you're stressed out on problems of life and you don't want to think about any of that stuff, you just go to sleep. Feeling anxious, go to sleep. Feeling stressed out, go to sleep. Feeling lonely, go to sleep. Horny and don't want to give in to sexual temptation, go to sleep. Uh, angry, go to sleep. Even the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Um, yeah, repent, forgive, ask for forgiveness, then go to sleep. Get my point? All right, here you go. Peterson knocked out sleep. Verse 41, watch and pray that ye not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So according to this, we should be praying instead of praying more instead of sleeping. Maybe that's why the Lord be waking me up like every two hours. He wants me to pray more. All right, verse 42. I'm, I skipped prayer for the first time in a while, like the last two days. 
Monday, yesterday, Monday and Tuesday. But I plan on going in today. You know, I really want to sleep in, y'all. I really want to sleep in. But I'm going to do, I'm going to go to prayer. And then I'm going to probably go back to sleep. And then I got to meet my, pick up my counselor at 1. I don't know, I'll figure it out. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if he, he went a second time to go pray, like begging the Lord, God. <coughs> Makes you wonder. I mean, God, Jesus ultimately had to fulfill his purpose on earth. So, I don't know, this is a, kind of somewhat of a. I've heard people talk about this passage like. I don't know. Like, if you pointed to any, because Jesus is perfect, right? So if you could try to find any slight imperfection in Jesus, it would be here. But like, what it like the philosophical question is like, why would Jesus even like a perfect Jesus? Why would he even make this type of prayer? Is it just to like? show us his humanity like hey he's fully god fully man anyway i right, verse 14 he went away again the second time and prayed saying oh my father if this cup may not pass away from me except i drink it thy will be done i think i'm done wearing these skinny jeans y'all i think it's time to retire these skinny jeans that cutting off my circulation i know that's random but all right verse 43 he came and found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy and he left them. Isn't that a song? Isn't that a, no, that's, a, that's a bar from Eminem. And what's that movie? Uh, Hustle and Flow. No, not Hustle and Flow. Uh, Eight Mile. I don't think I've ever seen all of Eight Mile. I just remember that scene where he's like, that lose yourself. Here he goes. It hot and heavy. His palms are sweaty, like hot spaghetti. Hold uh, on. Here we're gonna find the bar. Lose yourself. Here we go. I just I just thought of it. Sorry, I got distracted. Lyrics. Here we go. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready. There you go. Lose yourself, yeah. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. I knew that. I knew I was a bar. All right, and he came and found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. <laughs> and Jesus didn't even say nothing. He was like, these fools, they sleeping again. I... <laughs> Uh, all right, then come with he to his disciples and say unto them, Sleep on now <laughs> and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that both doth betray me. This is confusing because he, is he being sarcastic? Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, I don't know. What do you say in here, Jesus? I'm confused. I need to read this in a different version other than this old 
King's English Shakespeare. Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of Sinas. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand. That both that doth that that doth what what is at hand that doth betray. What does doth even mean? Doeth they doeth, but they 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 do betray me. Doth anyway, verse forty-seven. And while he, his car is almost done charging, and while he yet spake low, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, Wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched on his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said unto then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But then how how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it must be. In the same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with sword and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid hold no hold on me. But as this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Mm. No loyalty. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. Verse fifty seven and they had and they had they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and elders and all from the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. I found none, and ye, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses, and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. They don't get what he's talking about. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy, blasphemy, pish posh. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face. 
That's that's pretty nasty. That's one nasty thing you can do is spit in somebody's face. Have you ever had somebody spit in your face? I feel like I have. It's been a long time though. I don't think there's any. I would remember somebody actually spit in my face. I don't think that's ever happened. I pray to God it never happens because I might catch a case. I've probably been spinning the face inadvertently. Alright. So, alright. They spit in his face and buffeted him and others smote him with the palms of their hands saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Now Peter sat without in the palace and a damsel came up, came unto him saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he nodded before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. You know, the way you're vernacular. Your spectacular vernacular gives you away. The way you talk. He speaks so well. He's one of them. They said it's the way he talks. We know he's one of them. Well, they say that about us. Like, it's the way he talks. He, the way he hangs around Jesus and the disciples. They all have a way of talking. That's how I know he's one of them. Him and his posse. I remember when that was like a big old story and I'm talking about LeBron's posse. Somebody made a comment about, I think it was David Stern. One of those guys was like LeBron and his posse. And it caused like this big old uproar over the fact that they use that word. A white man used that phrase posse. Like to make, basically like an attack. Yeah, on LeBron's blackness. Him and his posse. A like, word has been used for like game. Anyway, games. Uh, it's a big thing. Let's look up like LeBron and posse. P O S S E. Gotta clarify. Ooh. All right, verse 74. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. And Peter, remember the word of Jesus, which said, <laughs> oh, I'm such a teenager. And Peter, remember the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. There's a lot going on here. We're going to call this Backstabbers. They smile in your face. They the ones trying to take your place. The Backstabbers. Backstabbers. 
OJs. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.